0: Technically speaking.
1: Welcome to our technically untechnical technology talk.
0: A NiWeek Atlantic production.
1: Hello, I'm Chelsea, the Nywick Atlantic audiovisual specialist, social media manager, and sufferer of seasonal allergies. Praise the day when I can record a podcast episode not congested.
0: And I'm Alex, part of the media engagement team, and I'm just ready for the weather to stay warm for a while.
1: Yeah, all of this back and forth is not fun.
0: Definitely is not.
1: Well, we've got a great episode ahead that has nothing to do with the weather or seasonal allergies and everything to do with cybersecurity.
0: Coming up, we've got an interview about the NAVWAR Red Team and all the details from the Palmetto Cyber Defense Competition. Don't worry, we'll explain what all those things are. So get comfy, turn up that volume, and let's get started.
1: First up, I spoke with Todd Schuff, the Deputy Director of the NAVWAR Red Team. The NAVWAR Red Team is based out of Nywick Atlantic here in South Carolina. And a red team refers to a Department of Defense, or DOD, Defensive Cyber Operations Capability. So basically, these guys are government-paid hackers who attack our government networks to find vulnerabilities. And Todd explains this further.
2: DOD cyber red teams are paid hackers. We like to also say that we're the good-bad guys.
1: So, Todd, can you please tell me what makes this NavWar red team based out of Nywick Atlantic so unique?
2: We are one of the only red teams uh, in the the Department of Defense that uh, is able to perform in a working capital fund capacity. What that means is we're actually able to accept multiple types of funding from multiple different types of customers.
1: Isn't it true that the DOD only has like 12 red teams and you're one of them?
2: Yeah, that's correct. So it's actually 13 DOD Cyber Red Teams right now. There are a few that are working to attain their certification, but they're not in a certified status right now. So gotcha. we we are one of only 13 teams. That's correct.
1: Correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like what makes this Red Team awesome is that we're one of only 13 in the whole Department of Defense, and the way the funding works works you guys are able to kind of take on more clients a diverse range of clients versus other red teams that are out there so you can help anybody
2: that's absolutely correct Uh, as long as our schedule is able to support it and we have the bandwidth and the operational capacity we can certainly do that
1: so can you are you allowed to tell me who some of the clients are right now that you're working with some of your largest clients
2: Sure. Uh, Outside of the U.S. Navy would be the Defense Health Agency. Uh, They're actually one of our longest standing uh, customers and one of our largest. And we're actually uh, in the very early stages of uh, working with the Defense Intelligence Agency, or DIA, and we're very excited about that work coming up as well.
1: Oh, that is exciting. Okay, so can you tell me what is the importance of kind of mimicking these bad guys right doing these type of cyber attacks on these systems
2: absolutely so from a, from a defensive uh, mindset, you never want the first time that you act- that you actually have to employ your defensive capabilities to be against a real bad guy, right, or against a real nation-state adversary. So the purpose of a DoD Cyber Red Team, uh, like we said before, is to emulate those nation-state cyber adversaries and allow the defensive operators, the, de- the uh, cyber defenders, so to speak, or the blue team, as you may hear them referred to as, to give them a chance to practice their uh, in, uh, their malicious activity detection, uh, exercise their indicators of compromise, also to perform their incident response activities in a uh, mostly controlled fashion.
1: And are you finding that to be especially important with the way technology has been changing and evolving, especially in the last, I don't know, five or ten years?
2: Absolutely. So over the past five to 10 years, what the trends show is that there has been a significant uptick in, uh, you know, offensive uh, uh, capability or offensive cyber actions against the United States, as well as, you know, against other countries as well, both foreign and domestic. And what we're finding is, is that this increase in aggression is mostly in the cyber realm. So with the, uh, you know, with with the red teams that we have at our disposal within the Department of Defense, it's becoming increasingly important that uh, we're actually exercising these defenders to respond to this increasing level of threat.
1: And what are some accomplishments that your team has had that you're proud of?
2: Some of them I can't say right. <laughs> uh, on, a, on, a, on a public podcast, but I will say, uh, generally speaking, there are some very critical capabilities, uh, both uh, deployed by the United States in the air and at sea, that have been assessed by our red team. And what our objective was for those capabilities were to assess uh, particular systems attached to those capabilities, as well as the, we'll call it the, the cyber survivability uh, of those entire systems.
1: Great. So you were able to find some holes, expose them, and help our nation basically strengthen those gaps in the cyber realm, both in air and at sea, you said?
2: That's correct. Oh, wonderful. Uh, and we do We do it in a lot of different enclaves, but those are uh, of particular importance to us because those are capabilities uh, that the United States actually uses uh, to defend our country.
1: Right. Great. So what do you see for the future of your team?
2: Yeah, so for the future of our team, I see it uh, growing at an extremely fast pace. Uh, so, you know, for anybody that's familiar with the way the DOD does business, we operate in fiscal years, right? right. And so the fiscal, the fiscal year begins in October and ends in September. Uh, this past fiscal year, we actually had to uh, close our book, what we say. We actually had to stop scheduling work before October was ever even done because we had already accepted all the work that we projected to have capacity for uh, for that entire year. So we've been working very diligently to uh, increase our operational bandwidth. We're working on training new red team members as we speak. Uh, both contractor and government civilian as, and identifying new talent. And so we're looking ahead uh, at that increased demand. Uh, I only project that that's going to go up uh, in the current years. I also project... Uh, in the future that we're going to be dealing with a lot of emerging technology that hasn't really hit the mainstream yet. A lot of folks may have heard of things like uh, quantum technology, where our our adversaries are going to be able to use quantum computers and quantum algorithms to break uh, current, uh, you know, industry best practice encryption schemes. So our team is going to have a Uh, A very fun time getting studied up on those technologies and being able to utilize them as they come more into the mainstream. Right,
1: and a hot topic right now is artificial intelligence. Is that something you guys are already on top of? Is that old news for you or is that also emerging technology?
2: So artificial intelligence I would say is a continuing emerging technology. We're learning so much more about it as a society uh, every day I would like to say. Uh, you, You see in the mainstream or in the media Things like chat GPT right. and different versions of GPT that are passing the bar exam and the MCAT and the LSAT and things like that. So definitely uh, artificial, uh, uh, malicious artificial intelligence capabilities are something that we are looking at. And while we may, we may not necessarily be employing them directly yet, it is something we have our eye on uh, to put into our tool belt in the very near future.
1: Great. So you've given us a lot of insight. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. And it's great to know that we have a team dedicated to doing what the bad guys do. So the bad guys don't do it first.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. And thank you for having me, Chelsea.
1: So, Alex, the first time I heard about a red team, I was surprised first that the government was paying people to be like the good bad guys and hack our systems. But I think it's great that we have this unique capability here at NYWIC Atlantic to help defend this country.
0: From the interview, I was really impressed that we are one of 13 red teams in the Department of Defense. That's really impressive. And speaking of the red team, one of the competitions that the red team hosts is the Palmetto Cyber Defense Competition, also known as PCDC. PCDC brings high school, college, and professional teams to test their skills in a simulated cybersecurity scenario to protect a business from being hacked. The red team, also known as Ethical Hackers, try to compromise their networks.
1: So our scientists and engineers are kind of helping pass on their knowledge of how to protect systems from being hacked. Is that basically what they were doing?
0: That's absolutely correct, and Nowic Atlantic is the main organizer of the event.
1: So how many teams were participating?
0: This year, there were nine high schools, 11 colleges, and five pro teams.
1: Pro teams? What are pro teams?
0: Pro teams are some of the industry partners that we work with on a daily basis, and that just helps those professionals become even more familiar and comfortable in their daily work routine to provide cybersecurity solutions to the warfighter.
1: Well, that sounds like it was a very successful event. Let's talk about more successes from the month. Nywick Atlantic completed a week of communications testing in early April using manned and unmanned systems on Sullivan's Island in South Carolina. This was in collaboration with Indiana-based Naval Surface Warfare Center Crane. The event helped develop better connections between control functions to various weapons integrated sensors, and small unmanned systems for the entire Department of the Navy.
0: In other news, Brigadier General David Walsh and Sergeant Major Alan Goodyear from the Marine Corps Systems Command visited Maui Atlantic on April 13th. They received a tour of our Expeditionary Warfare, also known as EXW, department labs, offering status updates on MCSC work involving sensors, identity operations, handheld radios, 5G-enabled projects, intel systems, and advanced communications functions.
1: And on the same day, the South Carolina Department of Education came to our NAMIC Atlantic headquarters and spent the morning filming our engineers and interns. They were creating a video that will be used throughout schools statewide in South Carolina to hopefully inspire kids to gain interest in computer science and STEM careers. So that's pretty cool that we're going to be involved in this statewide video with the Department of Education.
0: Yeah, that's really neat. It's a unique opportunity that, that I'm excited to see the final product.
1: I know, they should just roll out the red carpet for the engineers at this point, right? And our interns too, of course. So that's great stuff. We've always got a lot going on at Niamh Atlantic, and as usual, you can follow us on our social medias to be up-to-date on the latest.
0: Speaking of staying up-to-date, we've got a current event for this episode's technical tidbit. Not really that technical. The European Commission recently announced a 1.1 billion euro, or 1.2 billion dollar plan, to counter growing cybersecurity threats in response to concerns about a series of high-profile hacking incidents. The shield will be made up of national and cross-border security operations centers, which will use state-of-the-art technology such as artificial intelligence and advanced data analytics to detect cross-border cyber threats and incidents. This is cybersecurity on a global scale, well, at least the European scale. This is great for us to work together. It's great for the common good to protect national and international security.
1: Oh, yeah. Countries working together and here at Naimic Atlantic working with schools and industry. We've got this.
0: It's a great thing all the way around.
1: As usual, check out our social medias under NAVWAR or our Naimic Atlantic website for anything we've mentioned in this podcast. Links are in the description.
0: This wraps up another episode. Thanks for listening. If you have a tip or story that you think should be included in this podcast, please contact us at our public affairs email address, which is listed in the description.
1: Naval Information Warfare Center Atlantic, also known as NIWIC, is the East Coast branch of the Naval Information Warfare Systems Command within the Department of the Navy. We develop a range of technologies that provide state-of-the-art capabilities to the United States military.